out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today I speak with my brand new real-life friend, wildlife and nature activist, Desiree Laverne. I was terribly excited to do this podcast recording. I met Desiree on Twitter and was attracted to her posts because of her beautiful wildlife pictures and our similar take on nature conservation and animal cruelty. Desiree works as a wildlife and environmental activist. She's associated with Greenpeace Africa. You can find them at www.greenpeace.org forward slash Africa forward slash EN forward slash and March for Elephants and Rhinos. You can find them at www.march4elephantsandrhinos.org. You will note at some stage during the chat, I carry on about animals in zoos. It makes no sense in that context, because I was actually talking about animals in circuses, not the zoos. I just need to clear that up before you think that you may be going crazy. This podcast is supported by The First Layer the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 Rand without postage. Order from me in my shop, which is www.freddyshop.co.za. This is Desiree's story. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Where are we? It's past 12, so it's afternoon on... So we call it Easter Saturday? Is there something like that? Desiree, welcome to Meet Me in the Field. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. How are you today? Hi, Freddie. I'm really excited to actually get to speak to you. Um, <laughs> I'm, obviously, uh, I'm in Durban, so, so the weather's great. Oh, uh, only like- thing, lockdown. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I think boring. <laughs> Although I do, I do get to do a, a lot of my work paperwork and uh, project planning okay. during this time, so it hasn't been too bad. Okay. And you seem to have quite a view from where you are, am I correct? Because you post beautiful pictures uh, of, yes. of this is what Durban looks like tonight. Uh, yes, I'm actually lucky. I've got views, I've got inland views up to Valley of a Thousand Hills. Oh, wow. And... And, and that, that's probably about 40 kilometers away from us, yeah. uh, from, towards the Amanda Dam. Yeah. It's really mm. gorgeous out there. Oh, lucky, lucky you. So, Desiree, we met on Twitter. And, <laughs> and I, I always try to yeah. remember why I started following people. And the only reason why I can think why I followed you is because, number one, you post beautiful wildlife photos. And number two, you cock people out from a dizzy height for fucking up our environment and our wildlife. And that is why I follow you, because I really like that you do that. So, so well done, and thank you very much for what you're doing. So 
Let's just get a bit of background. Are, are you born and bred Durbanite or did life take you there? Um, I was actually born in Johannesburg. Okay. And after both my, my parents died, I came down to Durban for a holiday. And I guess 26 years later, I'm still on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a type of holiday I want. <laughs> I met my husband on the beachfront. Oh, wow. Uh, he was a man, and we actually hit it off, and I decided I'm going to stay. And we awesome. eventually got, got married and, and whatnot. But prior to Durban, I was actually involved with the SPCA. I, I used to do a, do a lot of animal rescue. Okay. And then from small animals, went to large animals, and I... Well, after, after I rescued quite a, quite a few animals, I decided to as well. I've always been a horse rider. That was where, where, where my passion was at, at that time. Okay. And, well, obviously after my father passed away, he left me quite a, quite a lot of sum of money. So I used the entire inheritance on rescuing horses. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, it was close to about half a million rand. Back in wow. those days, it was quite a lot of money. Yeah. And then, oh, well, after, after I came down to Durban, obviously I wasn't involved with the horses anymore. My passion was actually wildlife. I've okay. always, ever since I was about five, first time I ever went to a game reserve well, was, was with my father and my mother. And wildlife always, it was, it was always a passion. So okay. I came up to Durban. I actually helped choose choose the choose the Metro Police horses back then that they that they're currently using now. Oh wow! But I left it all. And, yeah. So I've I've got a history everywhere. Yeah. And then um, I actually started. You know, it's always so nice to 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 watch our our wildlife. I mean, Africa. Oh. The most incredible wildlife. We mm. actually have, we, I believe our continent is probably the most beautiful. It's got a heartbeat of its own. And yeah. I just felt drawn back into, back into wildlife. And I met a few conservationists and, you know, got to speak and think things like that. I, I eventually uh, joined Global March for Elephants and Rhino. Ah, um, awesome. I'm, I'm still with them. We're a global organization that educates uh, on, on, on what's actually happening to our wildlife. I don't think half the people are even aware of what, what the fuck's going yeah. on, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, we, it's, so, it's so sad that we, that our king of the jungle, our, our lions, are actually being bred on farms. Just being oh, killed. I don't. I, and, I actually don't actually, even want to think about it. The idea just nauseates me so much. You, you know, Freddie, there's actually more lions in captivity than there are left in the wild. And every lion that is born in captivity is actually bred for the bullet. Yeah. So if you go to, to one of these little places where you can pet a, a cub 
or take a photo with the cub, guaranteed that cub's going to be ending up on someone's wall. Yeah. So it really, uh, like I say, it fucked me off. And I thought, you know what, if, if I don't have for, for, for these animals, if I'm not the voice for the voiceless, who else is going to be there? I love there? that, yeah. So Absolutely. I, started going, I started going, yeah, I started going into wildlife full-time as an activist cool. and wildlife conservation. And obviously, as, as you also know from all my posts, my favorite animal is Arano. Mm-hmm. And at that stage, I think it was 2011, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think we had about 300 poachings mm. in, in that year. And I oh. still thought, oh, what the hell? Why are you taking these horns? So I started investigating why our, our rhino were actually being poached. And obviously it turns out that, that the Asians wanted for, firstly, a status symbol. Secondly, for some reason, they, they think if you grind it up, it's going to take a migraine away. It's going to be a penis enlarger. And, and the more uh, I investigated and I read up and I, I realized that, you know what, while well, we actually predict that by the end of, well, around about 2026, 20, we probably won't have any rhino left if we carry on at, at this rate. Um, our Western black rhino is already extinct. That you mean extinct in I sorry, this right six six yeah. years from now, twenty twenty six. Yeah. Oh my God, that's horrific. I mean, we we've got a population of less than twenty thousand rhino, and and white rhino in Africa. Our black rhino, there's five thousand. Uh, yeah, five thousand six hundred. Wow. Left. And I read- and then our northern white. Our northern white rhino, we actually have only two females left. Oh, no. Yeah, we only have two females. The last male northern white rhino, Sudan, he passed away from, well, it was actually a bacterial infection in his stomach. Uh, He passed away in March 2018. I think it was March 2018. No. So we don't have any white rhino left. But we, we have a frozen sperm. Yeah. And we're hoping to actually get, uh, well, bring them back. But yeah. I mean, it's impossible because you've only got one base, really. And, and, you, and you need a, a bigger gene base. Absolutely. Than, than just one, oh, right. than one male. So sad. I mean... Basically, though, they'll all be siblings. You'll be reading from siblings. Well, that, that's a personal opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, our Rhino numbers are really down. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Listen, Desiree, and I, I read at some states that there's only like something like 23,000 wild lions still in Africa. Is that true? <laughs> less than that. I mean, that's nothing. That, that is nothing. Yeah. Oh, my word. So, so tell me quickly, where, where in Joburg did you grow up? Did you grow up on a small holding that you had horses and stuff? Or where did the love come from? I think I was very, I think I was actually very fortunate. Um, I grew up in, in an area called Honey Hills. It's, it's on the West Strand. And, and my father was a businessman. So, so we also had a small holding. 
Ah. That was in, yeah, we had a small holding uh, that was in Honeydew. So oh, cool. over there I could, I, could get him, I could get him to buy cows and sheep. <laughs> okay. And I remember still the Honeydew driving. There used to be a, a, a driving there on the hill. Yes, five yeah. star. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> was that five star? Oh, cool. Yeah. What do you think created this? to speak for those who don't have voices. Did you grow up in an activist home? Did you grow up in a spiritual home, in a religious home? Where, where did this come from? You know what, Freddie, my mother was Catholic and, okay. and my father was Netgref. I think, I think that's what the Afrikaans church is. Okay. And we were basically all told that we had to find our own spiritual path. Okay. Where we had to do what... So I, was, so I was very fortunate. At least I, I had parents that, that were open-minded yeah. and they didn't force us into following either either way of yeah. theirs. And my father just said to me, no, I'm, a, you know, as, as your kids, obviously we all had to go to Sunday school, but, but I used to use my Sunday school money for sweets. <laughs> you go, go. <laughs> um, I think in, in a way I was lucky that, that, that I wasn't brainwashed into, into believing one thing. I yeah. was left to be open-minded. That's a gift, eh? And I found a lot of, it, it is. I, I was actually very fortunate, and I found a, a lot of calming in in animals. Okay. Uh, obviously, there, there's a lot of turmoil at home, and 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 my, I suppose, peaceful place was always with animals. Because okay. I knew I could go either go go to the farm, and be with the horses, or the cows, or the sheep. Well, the yeah. chickens, I used to have a pet chicken too. Oh, sweet. In the room with me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where my spirituality actually came from. I also believe that, you know, it doesn't matter who you actually are praying to, there, there's one creator. Yeah. And he has created everything. Mm. And we only find peace if we, if we protect or what he created. Yeah. So, so, oh. so, so, so that got me onto on that spiritual uh, field. Like Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And and were you ever a big horse rider? I actually was. Uh, okay. I spent my entire life, well, childhood, and and I'd say, well, until I, I moved up to Durban on on the back of horses, I used to ride every day. I actually used to teach as well. Oh, wow. And I actually had a few uh, physically handicapped and mentally handicapped children. And and, and watching them connect wow. with, with the horse mm. is actually, that in itself is spiritual. Yeah. You, you don't realize what a connection and, and what, a what kind of an understanding an animal has with mm. the, the challenge person yeah the horses are just the most amazing well not the most but horses are such amazing beings um when i came to cape town in 93 i decided i want to do something new in my life so it was either scuba diving or horse riding and i, I chose to go for horse riding lessons which was quite interesting so on saturday afternoons it was me and a whole group of six-year-olds on the horses <laughs> but <laughs> but I, abs I absolutely loved, loved it. They are such, such amazing animals. And I would love to be able to bring type of 
equine therapy into my counseling practice as well, but I haven't got to that yet. That's still in the future. But we have friends who have a son who's on, on the autistic um, scale and he, he does horse riding and his life has changed when he started horse riding. Absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing what, what those animals do. Yeah. Did you go to college or varsity or, or, or any form of, of, of studying to, to, to be more, more closer to animals or, or what happened for you after school? Uh, I was actually a rebel. Ah. <laughs> if there's, if what, there what, was what do you mean was? <laughs> well, okay. I still am. Um, there you go. <laughs> I was there. So, yes, I got suspended quite often from school. And, and back in those days, you, you know, you had to be bad. Oh. I, I actually used to ride, I used to ride motorbikes as well. So I'd, <laughs> Fabulous. I'd take my bike in. While other kids are walking on the corridors, I'd be riding my bike on the corridors. Oh, my word. I like you. I like you more. The, the more you talk, the more I like you. Keep on. <laughs> Uh, trust me, I got into a lot of a lot of trouble. But at the end of the day, when I met met my principal a couple of years later, he still he still remember. <laughs> okay, well, out of all the thousands of kids that have been through school, you still remember me. That's good. Awesome. You made a, you made yeah. an impression, a real one. So well done. <laughs> yeah. Well, then obviously after after all of that, like I say, you know, horses and therapy and especially from a spiritual point of view, it's actually unreal. And, and as you say, if you have a look at your, your friend's autistic child, there's, a, there's such an incredible connection that I think a human can't give a, give a, yeah. a child that, that needs therapy. Yeah. But an animal can, whether it's a, a puppy or a, a horse especially, I, I don't know, horses just seem to sense it. Mm. Anyway, so off. After I came to Durban, obviously all of that changed, and then I was a mother, and so now I had to pretend I like my kids as much as I like animals. <laughs> obviously, I like my kids. Yeah. Sweet. You know, as soon as as soon as they, you know, well, while they were at school, I, I dedicated a lot of my time to them and to you know helping the school out. Yeah. So I'd, I'd do. Temporary teaching for them. I, uh, if the teacher needed assistance, I'd always be there okay. to help her, like deal with all the problem children and problem readers, things like that. Because I, then I had patients. I don't know where it went to now. <laughs> so uh, that's weird because to... normally the older we get, the more patients we get. But I, I suppose in your case, the the, the, the longer you're in the activist field, the more you become aware of how we fuck up everything and you just just end up more and more angry at everybody and everything. You know what, Freddie? This COVID virus is, a, is, is what we've been warning everybody about for years. We have fucked this planet up beyond mm. repair. Yeah. You're already on the tipping point and, and then this is only the start because there are more to come and... I, I believe that, that this is only the first of very many. And, and as, as, as we keep fucking up the planet, these viruses are going to get worse. There'll be fewer of us left, which is actually a blessing, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, that, that's really. one thought that, that, that went through my mind as well, is 
I mean, that tsunami a few years ago, the day after Christmas, that, that tsunami killed over a million people. Am I right? Thousands. It, it destroyed people's lives. Yeah. But the bottom line is that, that, that there's, a lot of, there's a lot more on us on earth than there should be. I mean, I remember about 20 years ago, I was working in the financial services industry doing portfolio management. And in those years that I was there, we reached the tipping point of where we have now reached more people than the world can ever sustain. Yeah. And, and, we, and since then, but, we've but possibly grown by true. a billion since then. Very easily. Yeah. So, so when and, and is it going to growing. end? Yeah, exactly. At some stage, Mother really, Earth, which, which is my, yeah, and Mother Earth is my higher power. So at some stage, Mother Earth has to say, you know what, kind of, no dudes, that, that this is actually not working. And, and, and I, I, I agree with you. I think more and more of, of, of these type of things are going to happen. So as you were talking, okay. I, I, I actually stood up at some stage with a mic in my hand to walk through my bookshelves because one of my favorite books is an African love story by Daphne Sheldrick. I think the work they do in Kenya, what, oh. do, you, what do you think of that? Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? She, she was actually an icon. She really yeah. was. She's, uh, she, they started up that uh, DSW uh, that follow her husband's name, David Sheldrick. Yeah. Uh, Elephant Orphanage. Mm-hmm. Ah, she, she has a Incredible woman, yeah. incredible woman. But we actually have our own over here. Well, we, we had, he's passed away, Lawrence Anthony. And that is the next name I wanted to raise because as I'm looking at my bookshelf, I've got The Last Rhino, I've got The Elephant Whisperer, I've got Babylon's Ark, and they, they're all here. I mean, he's done amazing work. I read Elephant Whisperer twice and I cried every time. We, in that, that part of the book where, where the elephants opened the boma and let the, the deer, the buck out. The, is that the word? The buck, the deer, the whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I just think it's such a beautiful scene in, in that book. It just, so, so I bore my eyes out every time I read it. It's just such a beautiful thing. So did you ever meet any of these, of them? Uh, well, I actually never got to meet him. But I do know his wife, Francois. Okay. Um, her, her book is actually on this bookshelf as well, Selma. So, um, yeah. I'm so glad to see that, she, that she's she, carrying uh, on his work. Yes, she is. Um, this, they've got Tula Tula yeah. up in Zululand. And she, she actually had the rhino orphanage over there. That, that same one that, that the poachers came and killed the, the orphans. Mm orphan rhinos and rape the uh, care, caregivers oh my God, you know, no. for, for the rhino. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, so she closed closed down that uh, rhino orphanage and it's been moved to a secret location awesome. now. Yeah. But, yes, she, she still, still continues his work. I mean, if, if, you, if you have a look at it, after he passed away, those elephants came to to pay their respects yeah. to him. One of the most beautiful stories ever. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think elephants are definitely my favourite animals. They are the landscapers of Africa. Yeah, I'll and wonder. they are critical to our ecosystem at all, whether people like it or not. Mm. I mean, we we've only got four hundred thousand left, and all? they are being oh, wow. poached at. Oh. They've been poached 
one every 15 minutes. Oh, 96,000 every year. <gasps> yeah. No, Desiree, no. I actually don't think I want to have this conversation with you anymore. <laughs> the, 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 the reality of what no. you're talking about is too stark. It is just too horrific. I mean, it's, it's, am I correct if I say Zimbabwe is virtually out of elephants? Oh, yeah, they're out of elephants. They, they've been uh, capturing all the babies and sending it off to China. Fuck. I mean, we, we, we've been protesting that, that move for a couple of years now because they keep yeah. doing it. Uh, baby, baby elephants keep getting stolen and get, getting sent. But, but there's a story behind that. Why they actually, obviously I can't, can't mention names because there's yeah. still big investigations going on. But the Zimbabwe government actually owned a Chinese uniform maker who made all, all, the, all their military and police uniforms, the, the, the Zimbabwean government actually owed her oh uh, my word. millions of rand. Yeah. So to pay, pay her back, back all the money that was owed, they started taking baby elephants. So those oh uniforms were paid in baby elephants. Oh, my God. But, Talk about yeah. blood diamonds. These are blood elephants. Oh, my word. That's horrific. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know I've been suspended a few times on Twitter for actually bringing that up. Oh, I think it's wonderful. I mean, from imagine Africa, well, they they stone from from their from their mothers at a few weeks old. No. So oh. the, from suckling on the, on their mothers, they start having to suckle on bottles. Obviously, while while they they're in their bomas, being getting yeah. ready for for transport. Then they go into into metal cages. No. And then they get shipped out to, to China. Once they get to China, it's a concrete jungle. And we all, all know, well, their history with elephants. And I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it, even like, like well, elephant riding, it's, it's just something that, that I refuse to do. Once, once I've seen how they train those elephants to do that, it's just kind of, no, 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 no. We're not supposed to fucking ride on, on, on their backs. It's just, it's just not, not, the, not what they're there for. Elephants are made for, 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 for humans. Yeah. And, and, and the way they capture they those animals to, to submit uh, with, with those bullhooks where they poked and yeah. they hit and they whooped and they chained. They, they, they chained until they're bleeding. Yeah. It, it's a it's no. cool industry. It's inhumane. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I feel that, that about zoos as well. Absolutely. It's, no, I'm, I'm with you. I just wanted to say we, we, we have a zoo that camps out at a school about five kilometers down the road from us, and they have camels. And every time we drive, a, 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 a drive past there, I, I say to my husband, I would love to just come and open that gate and just get, get those camels to, to, I don't know what. I've, I've got no plan for them, but they shouldn't be there. Animals do not belong in zoos. No. Oh, in, 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 no. Well, they don't belong in zoos as well. And definitely not, not in circuses. Definitely not. So tell us a little bit about no. the, the activism work that you're involved in. Okay, well, obviously... Beans. I'm a wildlife activist. I'm still with Global March for Elephants and Rhino. Um, awesome. Uh, I'm actually also linked to Grant Bowles. Uh, he's he's the fundraiser for Project Rhino. Okay. Uh, I think you you may even have a book of his. 
I know he also had a book titled The Last Rhino. Okay. Or The Last Rhino. Uh, you must actually have a have a look have a look for it. Uh, I shall. I don't think book. it's in my collection. Well, he actually does a, a lot of rhino conservation. Oh, cool. Also up in well, it's not only Zululand. He actually he actually travels globally to educate. And awesome. he well, I've, I've been fortunate enough to to be invited on tour. Well, it's not really a tour, but an educational, I suppose, tour in parts of of Zululand where he actually goes to to schools to educate all, all the little kids. Uh, obviously, oh, it takes a, a lot of time, a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, he leaves them all, all with something uh, to to remind them about Rana. And the worst part is that at some of these schools, some are even bordering game reserves. These kids don't even know what a Rana looks like. No. So dear. how can we get our kids to? Yeah, it's so sad. I mean, and and these some of these kids are probably twelve, meaning yeah. twelve years you've never seen a Rana. Wow. But, but but you're living right there. Yeah. And the one little kid commented and said, yes, he's seen a rhino, but it was a dead one. Oh, thinking, oh my God. Yeah, so yeah. he's actually also a very interesting author to, to actually read about. His brother is is the world-famous rhino vet, um, oh, cool. William Falls. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll definitely look look them up when, when, when we finished, yeah? Yeah, actually, and, and both on Twitter. Wool Falls and Grand Falls. Spell that soon for me, please. Work. Uh, it's uh, F-O-W-L-D-S. F-O-W? L-D-S. L for Lima, D for Delta, S for Sugar. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. He's on... Will and him are both on 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 Twitter, and like I say, Will he's a world famous rhino vet. Grant awesome. gets to tra travel the world and educate on on our rhino crisis because we are in a crisis. We anything under eighteen thousand rhino, and our gene pool shrinks. Yeah, oh, and. Wow. So, so you've got to keep keep relocating rhino so 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 that, that you aren't interbreeding because yeah. once you interbreed of course you're going to come up with all the genetic defects Absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. Mm. and then um anyway so from wildlife activism uh as as in zululand and as as was looking at these rhinos there were wild rhinos obviously as as in the field and I had two of two wild rhino, a couple of meters, probably about three or four meters away from me. Mm. I was sitting there and I was thinking, I'm, I'm trying so hard to, to protect these these rhino. Sorry, it's quite emotional. No, I, I, I'm but if there's no environment, if there's no environment, because there's obviously some some killer mines on on the boundary of of the Belosi. Mm -hmm. And well, Shishlui on Belosi, and it keeps creeping into into the game reserve. Oh. How am I going to protect these rhino? Yeah. So that's how I got involved in environmental activism, okay. and after a, a lot of debating, I thought, okay, well, the best way to actually do it 
is to join an organization. Yeah. So I joined Greenpeace uh, cool. Africa as a as a yeah as a volunteer, and I didn't expect. You know, I thought, okay, you know, I'll go out and I'll educate and I'll, I'll do the usual awareness campaigns. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd be going into investigations and scouting areas. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's where, where my path took me. I trained as an activist. Okay. And <clears throat> so I'm, I'm now trained. Everything's always peaceful. We actually don't, it's, non, it's non-violence, yeah. direct action. So it's, even although I know in the UK we actually term it as a terrorist group, oh, we actually wow. aren't. If you, <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we actually been put amongst uh, bloody Al-Qaeda and all of them. My I'm word. Thinking, how can you be a terrorist? Yeah. Mm. How can you be termed a, a terrorist? Yeah, if, if the true terrorists, actually the people that are abusing our environment, those, those are the terrorists. Yeah. So yes, so from obviously I'm still a wildlife activist because everything I'm doing is for for, for my wildlife. Yeah. But if I don't if I don't protect our environments, absolutely. There, there, there's there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing for our, for our wildlife. Yeah. So, so I trained as a as an activist. That's fabulous. <laughs> quite, quite intense training. Okay. Yeah, learning how to be arrested and, and how not to be arrested. <laughs> what to do and what not to do. <laughs> I, I could just hear and, me telling my mom, yeah. today I'm going for, a, for 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 arresting training. So who are you arresting? No, it's for when I get arrested. <laughs> Once you're away to send my mother to the grave. You're bringing up a, 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 a whole new world for me in, in terms of the, the concept of, of activism. So my, my, in my head, an activist is somebody who, who, who on, a, on a specific day makes a big placard and goes and stands with a placard somewhere and shouts slogans. But I'm hearing from you that activism is actually training, um, sorry, educating. Yeah. Yeah. It is investigating so so you would go out and where people say they there's some form of poaching or, or, or animals not being treated fairly or, or whatever then you will go investigate that and then engage in cases against the perpetrators am i correct uh absolutely and also any environmental any environmental yeah, issues like mines and any me, any me. river river contamination and those things. Are you also involved in the sea, in, in dolphin and whale and tortoise? Is that the oh, right yes. word? Cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have, well, Greenpeace Africa actually have, well, Greenpeace International uh, have three ships. Uh, oh, wow. It's the Esperanza. Uh, we have the Arctic Sunrise, which I was on in, I think it was November. Awesome. And we have, yeah, and we have the Rainbow Warrior. Okay. The Rainbow Warrior was actually our first ship that we ever owned. Okay. That, that dates back to the 70s. It was actually an old fishing boat where oh. a group of activists, yeah, a group of activists, well, it was the, the 
a miracle. They were testing nuclear uh, bombs and and missiles and that on on a little island off Alaska. And a group of environmentalists thought, "No, fuck you! You aren't yeah. going to damage damage the environment." Testing awesome. bloody nuclear. Yeah. And and these guys got got this little fishing boat that was bloody falling apart. And they actually went onto this little island and, and okay, apart from the bird life, do you know that there were actually people living there? And and, and that boat they they, they oh named the Rainbow Warrior. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So so that's actually how peace started. Whoa, and obviously it whoa. got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And well, then all three ships are same green. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the Esperanza is painted blue, though, oh, okay. but, but they all, all belong to Greenpeace. Okay. Um, the hist- obviously, um, of, after, after the first Rainbow Warrior like, fell apart, then there, there came the second Rainbow Warrior, okay. which was actually bombed in, I think it was Australia, in the port of Australia. Bombed? It was, yeah. Oh my word! And they, yeah, they, they sank that ship on that ship um, on on the Rainbow Warrior Two. One of the uh, activists actually passed. Well, he thought his girlfriend was still on the ship when it was sinking, so he went on. Meantime, his girlfriend was on land oh, already, no. and the ship went down with him. Oh. And then we've got Rainbow Warrior Three, which is the okay. one that we have now. That's fully solar-powered and wind-powered. So oh, cool. That, yeah. So it's, it's really eco-friendly. Yeah. She will engage in a, a lot of uh, overfishing and, thing, and whaling and things like that, but more in the, you'd say, tropical areas. Yeah. And then we have the Esperanza, which is our icebreaker. And the Esperanza will, will, will tackle anything, really. Okay. And then we have Arctic Sunrise, which was the one I was on, which cool. was once a, a steel ship. Okay. So they used to cull shields from it. Oh, my word. And Greenpeace, yeah. And Greenpeace obviously took action against the ship while, while it was busy killing seals and took them to court, obviously, court case dragged on for quite a while and the company went bankrupt and they needed to sell off their, uh, their assets and the ship was one of them. So Greenpeace put in an offer to, to buy that same ship and they said, no, <laughs> they weren't selling to Greenpeace. Oh, my word. So Greenpeace, yeah, so obviously because we had, we had stuffed their business up <laughs> and we actually got a dummy corporation. Yeah. We we got a dummy corporation to to actually buy the buy the same ship from them, <laughs> and we've now turned it into the yeah we've now awesome. turned it into the Arctic Sunrise. No, oh, cool. It's also an icebreaker. She's small. She she's she's actually like a cork. It, it doesn't matter if she capsizes; she's going to uh, bounce her way back up. Oh wow! But, but she she okay. she yeah. And One. we we currently on the pole to pole expedition. Okay. Which means that that all our ships 
are tackling overfishing because overfishing is a huge problem on the west Absolutely. coast of Africa. I mean, they our Chinese trawlers are actually raping the uh, raping the ocean, and and what they wow. don't realize is that they juveniles. Well, they've overfished their ocean. Yeah, they're stealing juveniles and fish. So, so they they're using gill nets. They they're using oh, whatever no. they can to just oh, well, no. whatever. Yeah, and our, our communities don't have uh, fish, and and Absolutely. a lot of our fishing community on the on our coastal on Africa's coast coastline. Well, firstly, they aren't getting enough fish to feed yeah. their families, aren't getting enough to, to make money from. So it's actually, by them overfishing, mm. I mean, it's it's not only in Africa. I mean, it's happening off South America. It's, it's happening everywhere. Yeah. So our yes. uh, three ships on this pole to pole, and we are currently in Antarctica. We should be heading back okay. now. Oh, cool. One of the saddest pictures I've ever seen in my life was one of a polar bear as thin as a rake on this little piece of ice floating in the ocean. And I thought, oh, my God, what are we doing? doing i i actually can't i actually can't 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 watch things like that like that that movie um is it called stroop um the south african i haven't even tried to to watch that because i can't and that that movie about the dolphins in japan where they where they kill those dolphins yeah I just can't watch those type of movies. I get so sad and so angry and so despaired. So, Deirdre, we, we need to call it quits, but, but there's this one thing I wanted to ask you now. I, I can talk to you about this for days. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> is, is, there, is there any fights that we're winning? Um, well, we actually are. Off, off the Cape Coast, I think it's False Bay, we had... Yeah octopus trapping yeah and we we actually didn't even have to do any d- direct action against um barbara creasy we actually just went and we spoke to her and okay. we well we engaged with her yeah and they, they they've actually said it's illegal the way that awesome. they do in the octopus fishing yeah so so, so there's Cape one Town, victory, sure yes. Let, let's of, take that um, victory. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we've actually got, oh, when we were down in Cape Town with, with the Arctic Sunrise, we actually had various meetings with, with environmental departments and Barbara Creasy and her crew, and they've, they've agreed that, that we, need to, we, we need to have a protected ocean. Okay. And they they've agreed to increase our ocean protection, oh, but it's pointless uh, agreeing to to increase the ocean uh, protection when you're issuing uh, permits to blast offshore. So there's still a lot of work to do, but absolutely, steps, yeah. absolutely. So um, and we'll always be there to yeah. encourage them. Yeah, absolutely. So last question, and I always say it's the last question, and it never is. So. 
Let, let's hope that this might be it. The situations that you deal with on a daily basis, to, to me, as I'm sitting here as a kind of a complete novice in terms of activism, and I mean, you, you will see all I do is sometimes hashtag ban, ban hunting, um, 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 th- th- those type of things. What gets you out of bed? It, it, because as I'm sitting here, it, it, it sounds as if your fight is so big that what makes Desiree decide that, that it's worth fighting this fight? Freddie, he, you know what? If, if, if you look at it, our, our environment doesn't have, have a voice. Yeah. Our wildlife doesn't have a voice. Yeah. And if I'm not their voice, who is going to step up? Awesome. And, and to be honest with you, I don't mind dying for, the belief, for, for, for what I believe in. Yeah. I really don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't mind getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm prepared, to, I'm prepared to, to, to give my give my life to save <clears throat> to save our environment, yeah. which which by the way is a reality because environmental activists are mm. targeted. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they they kill. These right? Do you have grandchildren so, already? No, God. How old are your children? You, you know what? I've got a son, he's 21, a daughter, she's 23, and my oldest daughter is 30. So you could have been a grandmother um, already, so not this, oh, my God, no. <laughs> but but so the, the, no. The, the picture that I've got in my head is that you are doing such good work for, for the generations that follow us. So um, yeah. I want to finish here by saying thank you so, so, so much for your time. Thank you so much for this beautiful energy you brought to the space. And more than anything, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Uh, I really you're want to talk, to, to talk to you a bit, bit more, but fuck, I'm glad you agreed to talk to me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, on the one hand, I'm, slight, I'm slightly more depressed, but on the other hand, I'm very excited uh, to hear everything you do and to know that there are people like you committing their lives to doing this stuff. So thank you so, so, so yeah. much. In my write-up to this podcast, I'll put in links to um, the organizations that you've mentioned. So if people want to join, want to contribute, want to get involved, that they know exactly where to go. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Um, also, I'll send you some some uh, video footage. Please. Uh, via Twitter. Please, I'll yeah. appreciate that. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay. And for a thank you, I'm going to send you a PDF copy of my one book. I normally give people a bracelet, but because you're in Durban and we did this on, on, on electronic media, I can't get you a bracelet, so I'll send you a PDF copy. It's just read it, don't read it, but it's just to say thank you very much for, for taking the time. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much, Freddie. I really awesome. appreciate that. Look okay, after yourself. Have a lovely day. You and, as well. And enjoy up, lockdown. <laughs> I do. And keep up your good work. See you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Although I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to Desiree, I honestly felt depressed and despondent afterwards. I am shocked at my lack of knowledge and awareness of how badly we are really treating Mother Earth and all her creations. I have the biggest respect for the Desirees of this world who make it their life's work to fight for those who don't have a voice. I salute Desiree and all those who work tirelessly and sometimes in terrible circumstances, even with death threats, to make the world a better place for all animals and humans alike. Please support Greenpeace 
as well as March for elephants and rhinos. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor, or on Twitter at, at @rensbukfreddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.